Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for the King, the Messiah, Jesus is Lord. He told his followers to watch therefore and be ready. The signs are all around us like at no other time before. This is our generation that gets to witness these fantastic times before Messiah Jesus returns. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom, also known as Calvary Chapel Pearland. You can find us at calvarychapelpearland.com. I'd love to see you come by sometime on Sunday. I'm stepping in today for Dove Schwartz here on Watch Therefore Radio. And although I might be a different guy like Dove Schwartz, I too am looking for Messiah Jesus to return, who will sit upon his throne in Jerusalem. And you know, he's not going to come back to take an election to see if the majority will approve of him first or not. No, he's coming back as king. Yes, Messiah Jesus, the king, will return to rule on his throne. And I say hallelujah to that because there's no way I'd rather rather have it except by the way of Abba Father. Well, I'm coming at you today from Texas, so thanks for hopping in the saddle with us. You know, I wish I was in Israel right now with Dove Schwartz, but I'll soon be there during the Feast of Tabernacles tour with Blessing Israeli Believers. That's going to be a great time to be able to go back and see the land of Israel. And this time my wife, Anna, gets to go with me. So that's going to be an exciting time to be back in Israel again. And hey, you can go with us. Just go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. You'll see a little slider there on the webpage about how you can join us. It'll change your life. You know, you'll come back with a new perspective on things. It's like with me. I love how when I came back from Israel, from the first time being there, suddenly I was able to put things together in the Bible with much more clarity and a more vivid picture about the stories I read because I was there. And you can only get that by going there. And you know, Second Chronicles 6.6 6 says, I have chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there. What a fantastic place. He's chosen Jerusalem. And it's like a painting. You see a master painting and you want to know, wow, who did this painting? It's such a fabulous piece of artwork. You start looking to see who did the painting. What do you do? You, you look for the artist's name. And that's what God says. I've chosen Jerusalem for my name to be there. So when people look at creation and everything that's going on in the world, they're like, wow, who did this? They will come to rest on Jerusalem and say, the God of Israel did this. That's where he put his name. Anyway, I'm reading to you today from Exodus 18 uh, that we just did in uh, at Calvary Chapel Paraland this past Sunday. And Moses had been leading the Israelites farther out into the wilderness, away from Egypt after God brought them out. And so now Jethro, the priest of Midian, who is Moses' father-in-law, he had heard about what God had done for Moses and Israel to get them out of Egypt and away from Pharaoh. So Jethro took his daughter, which is Moses' wife, and, and he brought Moses' son. He brought him along with him to go visit Moses when they were all camped uh, at Mount Sinai. And uh, in the past, Moses had sent them away into uh, when he went into Egypt, possibly because he didn't want them to see the horrors of the oppression that the Israelites were under. And so Moses hadn't seen his family in quite a while. And so Jethro, his father-in-law, is bringing them to see Moses. And also Jethro would like to hear from Moses what God has done. 
for them and Israel. I mean, you don't go and lose that big of a military like Egypt just did and word not spread around about it, right? This was big news. And so Jethro in Exodus 18 here, he has a double reason for coming to see Moses. First, because he's family, but also because Jethro is the priest of Midian. And so Jethro has quite a desire to hear firsthand what God has done. Now, Moses had been through a lot of trial with the Israelites, and a number of times they all took their frustrations out on him. One time they even wanted to kill him for bringing them out into the desert. And so Jethro recognizes that what God did was incredibly great, and it it had probably been a trying time for Moses to go through. And so by bringing Moses' family to see him, what Jethro is doing here, he is being an encourager to Moses. And that's a big point for us to learn from here is that, uh, is that it's about encouragement. God is the God of Israel, and he sent an encourager to Moses, who is Israel's deliverer, to help Moses cont- uh, to continue in leading the Israelites to the promised land. In Exodus 18.10, Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the land of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know the Lord is greater than all the gods. The Lord is greater than the gods. When he said that, he was meaning that God is greater than all the Egyptian gods that the Egyptians had been following. The Lord is above all. The Lord is above all. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like the God of Israel. And so Moses has been doing all this hard, hard work, but Jethro, thinking like a priest like he is, and Jethro is the one who then decides to offer sacrifices to God for all the great things that God has done when he comes back to encourage Moses. What what a great guy Jethro is. And you know, I like to encourage people. It's great to see someone's face just light up when you give them encouragement. But even I as a pastor like to be encouraged as well. You know, and when I see this here with Jethro and Moses, I, it, it just encourages me to watch it, that someone would come out and encourage Moses like this. You know, growing up, um, I used to think that pastors were these superhumans that had it all together. Nothing nothing ever knocked them down, ever at all. I just thought there were pure beams of sunshine all the time. But, you know, even the best of us need encouragement. And I'll tell you, I sure do, too, at times. And even Moses did. He needed encouragement. So here comes Jethro to reunite Moses and his family. They had a good time together, and they gave sacrifices after he heard from Moses' firsthand accounts of what happened when God brought them out. And so what good timing it was set up by the Lord to aid Moses in the plan to get the Israelites to the promised land, to get them out and bring Moses an encourager. And, you know, I'd like to encourage you. Here's something funny. I'd like to encourage you to be an encourager. How's that? Encourage somebody. Don't just sit back and look for your own angle on things. Give somebody some encouragement. That's a godly thing to do. And so you know people who are going through trying times. Find a way to be of encouragement to them. You'd be amazed what it does for them. And also, don't when don't just sit around and wait for God's direct revelation when you pray for something. Sometimes God sends people, like he sent Jethro, to be of encouragement Don't just say, well, no, I prayed for it. I'm waiting for God to tell me. Sometimes he sends you people like Jethro did. And so be open to that from godly people. 
And so I want to read to you now from Exodus 18 and verse 7. It says, So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law when Jethro came. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down, and kissed him. And they asked each other about their well-being, and they went into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them on the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. You know, when Moses just met Jethro here, their meeting was marked by gestures of honor. Moses bowed down, and with great gratitude, they did the customary kiss as they greeted each other. You know, honor is a trait that many Americans have abandoned. And Moses met Jethro with a stance of honor. Um, I'd like to read to you now from 1 Timothy 5 and 17. It says, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. You know, regardless of whatever congregation you might attend, you should give this kind of honor, double honor, in fact, as it says, to the elders that rule over you, especially young people today. Honor your parents. You know, our youth today, they've really slammed the brakes on honoring authority. It's, it's the fifth of ten commandments of God to honor your parents, and God takes it very seriously. So here in Exodus 18, Moses was doing things God's way. Jethro was a priest, and so he was one who labored in word and doctrine, as he was also Moses' elder, and so he met him bowing with a posture of honor towards Jethro. You know, for Israel, God needed a deliverer who would do things God's way, one who would walk in his righteousness. And so here's Moses doing the very things that God values, honoring Jethro, an elder who labored in the word and doctrine. How great is that, that God just got the right guy here, humble enough to do such a thing, to bow before Jethro as his father-in-law, his elder, as also a man who is a priest who labored in the word and doctrine. And so I've seen many elders, and particularly also pastors, many times they really take it on the chin from others with hostile aggression, and it's just not right. It's not right to do that. It's never right to become hostile to anyone, especially of your your elders and those who rule over you well, and your ministers who are there to watch over your soul. They exercise grace and love, so the same grace and love that Jesus has offered us as sinners, we should offer to others too. So we need to not only honor, but also it's good to pray for your elders and, and all of the pastors out there who are working in service to God, that they we pray that they stay encouraged to press on with the mission that God has charged them to take. It's a very difficult task to take on the service work of, of God and, and, and watching over people in a nation, in a world that's gone crazy, 10 kinds of crazy. They don't want to honor such people as do this because it's kind of countercultural. Uh, we, uh, th- those who serve the Lord, they're marked as, well, you're different, so we don't like you. And, and they really take it. And I used to wonder, how do pastors do it? It's got to be a hard job. Well, I'm finding out. And I found out that I always have Jesus Christ. He is where my strength comes from. But you know what? It, was, it would be a good thing 
go to your pastors and your elders and say, thank you for watching out over me. I appreciate it. And just give them some double honor like Moses did here with Jethro. And it would it would be of great it would be of great encouragement to them. You can be an encourager at the same time. And so now here in Exodus 18 and 13, I want to read to you. It says, and so it was on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? Now, when the Bible says that Moses sat to judge the people, that means he was there to decide cases for them. I know that the word judge has gotten a bad name these days. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, people say. But that's what it meant when he decided cases for them. He judged Israel. It means he was like their top leader. You know, today we have a president. But in those days, Israel had what they called a judge. And judges, they ruled until the time of the kings. But so here in Exodus 18:13 it says that the people were before Moses all day long. There were so many people to judge here, so many cases to be decided here, and it took Moses time all up, absolutely every bit of his time. So Jethro saw this and he thought, "Okay, there's something not right about this." I mean, imagine if you got a speeding ticket and you had to get in line to see the president's the, the president of the United States to handle it. I mean, that would take all day. You'd probably die before you got to actually see him because we have so many people in the United States. But so basically Jethro is asking here, he's asking, "Why are you doing this by yourself all day long? You're going to wear yourself out." And you know, I think Jethro is a wise man. He had a gift of observation. He had a keen eye. And so in Exodus 18:15, Jethro tells Moses that he should teach the people about God's statutes, but in verse 21 he says, "Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands." rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And verse 22, and let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure and all the all this people will also go to their place in peace. Now, guys, that sounds like a great plan of operation, if you ask me. Moses can't do everything. Uh, I I can't do everything. I have a leadership structure in in the church that uh, in the congregation that I pastor. And also, this is how governments work in many countries. They have a system in place where they have a rulers uh, rulers over the nation, rulers over states rulers over counties, then cities, and so on. Verse 22, Jethro said, let them judge the people at all times. And so he suggested that Moses delegate all these burdens to others so that he could continue to teach the people about God, as Jethro says in verse 21. He says, you shall teach them the statutes and laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. And so Moses listened to Jethro and did this so that he could concentrate on teaching the people the laws of God and how to walk in God's way. 
And so we saw earlier that Jethro came with encouragement and then honor. And now he's given Moses structure. He's giving Moses godly structure. You know, God has a way for us to do things. And, you know, some people spend so much time waiting for God's, like I said, God's direct revelation on how they should live that they miss the fact that oftentimes God sends people to give his counsel. Now, I have to think of the fact that Moses spoke directly to God, and they had that divine connection through prayer that that they had with each other. But God sent Jethro. God sent a man, Jethro, a man of honor, to encourage Moses and give him some godly structure. And friends, this is why we are to be in the body of Christ. This idea that you can be a lone wolf believer, the lone wolf Christian, well, I'm saved, I'm, I'm okay, but I don't need to go to any church anywhere or a congregation. Lone wolf Christianity doesn't work because you're not in the counsel of other godly people. Now, I can take a pencil in my hand and I can break it very easily, but it's pretty hard to break a bunch of pencils when they're all together. You know, if I was in a body of believers, it's there's strength there. There's other people in the in the body of Christ there. But you know, if I was an enemy of these, say, pencils, what I would have to do is I'd have to find a way to get it the pencil alone by itself. Then I could snap it very easily. If you're a lone wolf Christian and you're running around by yourself, you're not actively in a body somewhere, you're setting yourself up for the enemy's uh attack and he'll get you. You get in among the body of uh, believers in Jesus Christ, there are so many things to be gained from that, from other people who are in the Word and they have gifts that you don't have. You know, even I as the pastor, I always tell people when they come visit us at Calvary Chapel Paraland, I tell them when I see them, you brought gifts to this congregation today that we never had before because you came. And so, of course, I invite you to come see me at Calvary Chapel Pearland because you bring your own uniqueness, the gifts that God has given you. You will bring that to our body that we don't have and we need you. We would like for you to come join us. And so if you're not in a fellowship of believers, maybe it's time you set aside your reasons for not attending. Maybe your stereotype, all the things you decided why you shouldn't go, maybe you should just put that aside now. Think about this. Jethro and Moses, Aaron is in the picture here in, in Exodus 18, and many other elders of Jerusalem, of Israel, they get together, and they had a feast together. They gave offerings, and they got counsel, and they shared uh, news with each other. It, it's all good and godly things to do. And so if you have reasons for not attending, it's time to put those reasons aside. You know, we're getting ever so closer to the end times. Uh, we're in the end times. We're getting closer all the time. Just look out there at the world. The world's running a hundred different ways of crazy. You want to be protected. Get under the godly counsel of a body of believers. Get in that strength and be encouraged by them and 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 learn how to give honor to those who rule well over you and the honor co- and the blessing comes back. It comes back to you. God just God knows how to bless people who will do things his way. And so, again, if you're not attending a congregation anywhere, I'd love to ask you to come to mind. But if you can't, anyone that you could go to that is a Bible-believing, 
congregation that preaches salvation through Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus, get involved. And I've had a friend ask me, I, I, I can't get involved. How do I get involved? You can't get involved overnight. Hey, come to Calvary Chapel, Pearland. I will show you people who got involved the first day. Go and say hi to your say hi to the pastor if you have children. Go and say hi to the youth minister. They will love that. It doesn't take much. Just go get involved. But you know, when Jethro went to Moses and he gave him godly counsel, and 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 it worked. It, it he implemented the things that Jethro suggested, and it relieved Moses. He was able to do more in and just teaching God's statutes and laws for the people. It worked. And you know, whenever I see something in the Bible that works, I follow it. I mean, pretty simple, right? Something in the Bible works, well, do it. And this is what I see here in Exodus 18. I see encouragement. I see honor. And I see godly structure. And the best way to get that is from a strong body of believers in Messiah Jesus. Well, I can read the Bible at home by myself. Sure you can. Sure you can. But if you read it, especially in Hebrews 10, it tells us not to forsake the assembling of believers, as is the habit of some. It's good to get involved. You know, Israel could not have made it to the promised land, even with Moses trying to lead them, if they did not stick together. If they ran a hundred different ways. I mean, I've tried to round up cows before. I used to work on a ranch. You keep the cows together, especially if you're trying to get them to the same place. That's how it works. And so Jethro here was a godly man. He came to see them. And, you know, Jethro, he played a very small part in God's plan for the Israelites and getting them to the promised land. And I like the things that Jethro said here. Encouragement, honor, godly structure. Let's all pick up on that. And let's plug it into the body of Christ. It's a wonderful way to be. Encouragement, honor, and godly structure. You know, uh, I'd like to encourage you today, encourage you to pick up your Bible and study it. Inside are words of life. Jesus Christ is the way to eternal life. And you know, Jesus is my, you could say, my elder, and uh, he, he rules over me, and I honor him. I honor him with my body. I honor him by being a living sacrifice, and I, I work in obedience to him and to his service because of what he's done for me. He's given me eternal life. He's offered it to me. I've repented of my sins, and I've walked away from my old former life, and I, I just want to do what He has me to do. And he, therefore, He has given me structure. He has structured my life. I have a priority system in my life, how I am to rule over things in my life. There's some things that take a low priority, and some things take a very high priority. And so there's a lot to be said about encouragement, honor, and structure. It's a very godly way of living. And for those of you who may not know the gospel, I just want to tell you, Jesus Christ is the only way. He was the only one qualified to die on the cross and take all your sins because he was the only one who was sinless. And if you would confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10.9. It doesn't say you might be saved. It doesn't say you probably will be saved or 99.9%. says you will be. That is a promise of God. And so remember, with the signs that are all around us, and hey, they are there. If you'll look at them, jumping off the pages of God's Word, just remember to watch therefore. Watch therefore. It could happen anytime. Messiah Jesus is coming at any moment. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.